0: Also, sometimes like a big holder, like I, I know in Gojira before, I didn't know any of the team, like when I was just when I just joined, but I know one of the biggest holder. So I know if I show him something, he can have like direct contact with the team. So that's also something you can think about, like, or someone maybe you do, you did like an OTC trade before with. So you have like good contacts. You can say, oh, can you just say a word about this to the team? Or can you say a word about this to the column manager? Or can you just introduce me? I mean there is a lot of different ways to like getting introduced to someone who can take a decision right
1: hello and welcome to the people of web3 podcast where we talk to creators builders and thought leaders in the web3 space we explore and unpack ideas values and strategies that hopefully can help all of us navigate this web3 movement with a bit more purpose and clarity if this sounds interesting to you then feel free to subscribe but other than that Please enjoy the episode.
2: Welcome back to People of Web3 podcast. Today we have our guest Romaine, AKA Nazca. How are you doing today?
0: Very good, mate. Thanks for having me.
2: No worries. Thanks, Thanks for coming. So um, Nazca, uh, do you want to do a self intro briefly and then we'll dive into some questions?
0: yes for sure so i'm gonna talk about my journey in web three. so i started during the the pandemic i had like a lot of spare time as everyone i guess so i started to research a bit so some youtube video about web3 nft and i was like oh okay i'm just gonna give it a try because it seems like people are making a lot of money people are having fun it's kind of a game like a video game so i tried obviously i've been like rugged a few times at first like everyone i guess because you don't know what you're doing, you don't know, Oh, I got like some pre-sales. So I was like, okay, I'm very lucky. I'm going to buy all of them. And then obviously people leave the project or something. So I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not the right way. So I was kind of done because all the, um, all the money I was supposed to invest was gone in like maybe one week or something. So I'm like, okay, I really need to research before coming in again, because that's a very like strange world, very like dynamic world. So everything changed like super quickly. So I, I did more research and then I started to understand like what's like the projects about, what a good project, what's a bad project, what am I looking for in like any project I want to invest in. And like, yeah, little by little, I spent more and more time in the in this space. And yeah, after a while, like because there was bull market, so I was spending maybe 10 or 12 hours a day, like just researching project, trading, like investing in project, talking to different people. And yeah, people started to, to notice like that I was spending a lot of time, especially in the French community, which was very like small at that time. So like some people wanted to launch a project, they they reach out to me and they're like, Oh, we saw we saw you know a lot about this space, like we need someone like you who can give us like direction, can kind of um, of not advisor because I don't like to say advisor, but it's more like, oh, whenever we are stuck, which direction we are supposed to be in and which direction we should go in. Because obviously, they don't, they don't have time, they develop their own projects, so they don't have time to research the market. They don't have time to know what's working, what's not working, especially because it's evolving like every week or even sometime after two or three days, the meta is changing. So they want to know what they have to do in any situation. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm keen to work with you. And like, yeah, little by little, I started to do this, to give them advice. And then they they were asking, oh, can you reach out to other projects? Maybe get some pre-sale for their project. Maybe we can also like share something with them. And that's how I started to be also like Collab Manager, basically. At that time, like it was like end of 2021. So there wasn't like properly like a job position, like Collab Manager, like project where I'm not looking for Collab Manager. Everything was on Twitter, like some giveaway, like... So that was really the, the beginning and like, that was really the first like kind of collabs we could do. So I mm-hmm. started to do this and obviously like, yeah, I met a lot of people through this, like which are founders, which are like project team. You really, really a different, lots of people, like different kind, different position, also some devs sometimes. So I really started to create my network from there. And then people I work with, like from one side of the collab, they decided to ask me if I want to work for them as well. So that's how I also started to work for other projects and that's how the networks get bigger and bigger. Like obviously your Twitter get bigger so you got like more easy to reach out by like project as well because yeah, it's not really really legit but like on Twitter when you have like a big following people seems to trust you more which is kind of stupid but like yeah, that's how it is for now. So I got like more reach out because my Twitter was bigger because I got more connection and yes, most of the collab manager at that time, maybe there was like, I don't know, 50 or 60. So we we all have all the projects. So basically you talk to one, you're like, oh, what's your project now? And they give you like a list of like 10 or 15 projects. And you also have a list of 10 or 15 projects. So that makes the job very easy because you can make like, I don't know, 50 collabs in one hour time of like just talking with someone. So that's, that was really the good time because all the projects were selling out like, People were making money, like it was easy to make the collabs. And yeah, that was really the good time. And the time where I met like really a lot of people, a lot of different like kind of people in my network. Cool. So I I could want
2: to yeah. like focus on more like your role as a collab manager. And you mentioned um <clears throat> at the end of 2021 is when you guys started to be a bit more active and for projects to see the value of Having people like this, and then because uh, I I didn't get into that space until like the beginning of twenty twenty two, like start to learn about it, um. So I wasn't I wasn't aware of the collab manager role. Um. Can you tell us who are not familiar with what a collab manager is? Um. What's the process? What's a typical process like from the very beginning of the project reaching out to you on Twitter and then what's the next step? And can you run us through the the process, you doing the collaborations and then what happens after the collaborations? Does it just end and you move on to the next project or is there anything that you follow up?
0: Okay. So, so basically you're building up your resume, like any, any position. So in my resume, I got the list of projects, which I'm close to which I've got contact into. So for example, I know the founder of CoolCat, just an example, right? So I know, okay, I can reach out to CoolCat to introduce your project to them. And if they like it, they're gonna do a collaboration, right? So basically like some new projects will reach out to me and they will be like, okay, we need someone like doing your position. What what are your reach you, you're able to make for our project? Obviously I cannot guarantee they're gonna have the collaboration, right? Because it's at the end of the day, it's the project deciding If they want to do something together or not, but I can at least show the introduction and show the, like the benefits of this project in front of these eyes. So that's the most important. So that's how it starts. If my resume and the reach I got is like satisfying for them, they're going to say, okay, we hire you and then I'm going to start working. So how does it work? Basically, I'm going to reach out to my contacts and I'm going to show them what's good in the project. I won't just send oh this is the project this is the twitter this is the introduction what do you think i'm trying to find like what they want to hear about i don't know if you're playing if you're doing like a new game i'm trying to find the the, the setup in the game which are good for this project let's say cool cat love to do like a, like something with more like a gambling game so i'm going to try to find something which is more related to gambling to introduce to them if you like like RPG game, I'm gonna try to maybe introduce the RPG side of this, ge- of this game. I'm trying to find like some, some way that will attract those people into the new project. So that's how people reply me and that's how people are more willing to do the collaboration. And that's the most difficult part of the job because a lot of new people who are doing the job now are just like throwing all the information and there is nothing like really really like customized to the project you're reaching out to which is the most important, right? If someone come to you in the street, like just saying random stuff, you, won't, you don't want to talk to him, right? If someone like really say something about you, something which interests you, you're more willing to talk to him. So that's how I do. And then once we agree on something, let's say we're going to give like 20 pre-sale spots or like 50 pre-sale spots or some free NFT or something like this. So we're going to run the collab. So we have some, like, we decide how we want to do it. So either it's on Discord, either it's on Twitter, either it's something maybe we will do like a Twitter space, so the founder can introduce the project to the community, or maybe some like Discord, like voice chat or something, some games. So we decide how we want to do it, how are we going to proceed with the collab. Then they run the collab, so basically they do what we agreed on just before, and then they will send me the list of either like people who won, there the list of address if it's something maybe we just deal with like wallet address and then that's how it works for the first step so that's really the first step how to get the winners and how to get the collabs running and after a while maybe we will have new developments in the project so let's say oh now we have this game but we will introduce like some land that you can buy in the game so i will reach out to them again and say okay this is the new update Maybe you can share with your community, maybe you can explain to them and see if they are also interested in this update, right? So I'm I'm kind of following up with the project and showing what's new in the project I'm working for, what's the update, and how they can also benefit from it. So that's basically how it works. And yeah, once once the, the means is passed, let's say, I will maybe try to bring new projects for the holders of this NFT to bring them some benefits as well.
1: Interesting. So that's basically how yeah. So with the collaborations, obviously the type of collaboration would depend on the the projects that you're working with, like you're talking about a gaming one, you know, who you collaborate yep. with would be different to, I don't know, one that's to do with regen, like regeneration, refi. But since you've been in the space for a little while, have you noticed any general trends? Like how has these this collaboration opportunities changed from when you first started to now was there kind of any any um you know ways that that has changed throughout the last couple of years in terms of collaborations or is it is it quite consistent to to when you first started
0: so so i would say like at first it was really like a hype based mechanism so which means that whenever there is a good project people really don't care What's the the topic of the project? What's the category of the project? Whether it's like animal PFP or gaming or like whatever, like nature stuff, they don't really care as long as it's hype. They want to get some spots, right? Now it's it's like more quiet, obviously. So people care about what they want to invest in. So if I'm if I'm working for like a gaming project, like the last one I did, I'm gonna reach out to community where like they are willing to invest in a game and they are willing to be waiting. A few months or maybe a year until the game is ready, which is not the same as like some people investing in cheat coins or some people investing in like animal PFP who just want to flip it quickly. So I'm just gonna try to target like more customized community because obviously there is less people willing to invest and there is less liquidity. So we need to be very like specific on who we are targeting at the moment.
2: Okay, and, and also
0: also the just just to finish. There's yeah. different means of collab so at first there was a lot of twitter like twitter you post like a twitter post saying oh we have like three spots to give away do this like rt like like tag some friends now it's more like some some software like alphabet like super like this kind of stuff which are making making it more automatic and making it more like um more how can i say more global which means like if I do a runaway on Alphabot, there will be people having to join Discord, having to like go on Twitter, or like something, having to follow something, giving their address directly. So it makes make it also like easier than before, where we have to collect everything by hand, we have to run everything on Twitter. Even on Discord there was like some random giveaway, so you can kind of like cheat it. So yeah, now it's getting like more legit and more like automatic, let's say.
2: Mm, okay. Okay. So it's easier than when you first started to become a collab yeah, manager. Yeah. So yeah, For those uh, listeners who would be interested in um, stepping up as a collab manager, maybe now, maybe when the next bull market comes back, um, mm-hmm. what are some of your tips or tricks for, these, uh, for our listeners?
0: So I, I would say first of all, just keep all the doors open. Because most of the position I found, it's it's not because I was like trying to like apply for a collab manager position. It's more like all people who reach out to me because I met them at some point through random stuff. Like one of them is like, Oh, we worked together before on something, and he's like, Oh, are you free now? We want someone like you, like someone I found on Facebook. So like, yeah, it's really just open all your doors and like be okay to talk with people even if you don't think they're going to bring you anything just be okay to be curious with people see what they're doing and maybe in the future they're going to need someone like you and like that's how you build your network and that's network is definitely the most important because like sometimes some projects are like very hard to get right but i know one or two of of the people in the project i had them before i saw them like in real life before, so I just have to send them one message and they're like, okay, just we can go ahead with that. Like, instead of like having to wait for like one month to get like a reply or having to send so many messages. So yeah, I would say really like build your network first, talk to everyone. You can like open all the doors, be curious about like what people are doing. And then the more your network is growing, the more opportunity you will have. And then you can really start to get into the business.
1: Okay. On, on that on that network part so obviously network is is key you, you kind of hear that a lot like your net, your net worth is your your network but what are some ways that you started to grow yours like a lot like imagine someone's listening to this they're interested but they've got zero followers on on twitter how do yeah. they begin to build that network out what are some kind of tangible things that they can do to to grow that
0: so, so you don't have to start obviously on Twitter, obviously on Twitter, you can just like reply to some, cause anything happening in Web3, there will be some debate on Twitter, right? So what, what you can do is like reply to this, like tweet or something like whenever there is like something asking for advice or whatever, you can reply to this, like showing your point of view. And some people will agree with you and some people will start to talk to you. So that's a way also to start talking to people. You can also join, some like voice chat, this is really working a lot because before like maybe two years ago, people go in the voice chat just to get the preset, right? But now people in the voice chat, they just hear, they just wanna hang with some people. So maybe it's gonna be four or five people, but you're gonna have like a very strong relationship with them because you used to talk with them like by voice, which is like way better than just a Twitter notification, right? So I would say, yeah, just go in the voice chat of some communities you really like just talk with people just ask maybe ask someone who is doing the job you want yeah can you give me some advice can we have like a 10 minute talk that's that happens to me a lot actually like some people are like oh i want to be a collab manager can we talk a bit like maybe i can call you for five or ten minutes it's easier for you and i'm I'm very happy to give some advice i'm very happy to help people how to get on board like maybe give them also some contacts because obviously i sometimes i'm got reaching out by some projects I don't have time to work with. So maybe I will give them the contact as well. So yeah, that's how you can start like trying to reach out to people who are doing the position you want, trying to go on voice chat, trying to just talk on Discord, commenting on Twitter. It doesn't have to be like very big things at first. It's really like step-by-step step you will meet people and those people will introduce you and those people will bring maybe some opportunities later.
1: Yeah, you you, you mentioned kind of talking to people and you kind of bring it back to that yeah. simple thing. Yeah. You build your network by talking to people interacting with people yeah, means, uh, yeah. and you go to the, the places where you can do that, whether it's uh, someone tweets about something and you go in, into the the comments and just re- reply like genuinely, like yeah. don't just do a yeah. spammy comment, but if they are asking for advice or your opinion, go in there and actually give your honest opinion or honest advice. Yeah. And that potentially could spark up a conversation, which could lead to a friend. Um, and then yeah like going into these voice chats voice chats like uh twitter spaces or like uh on discord or just kind of anywhere it can
0: be both yeah it can be both but just don't go in the in the big one like if there's ten thousand people you don't have to go in this like uh twitter space right unless you just uh, want to listen right if you want to talk like just go to the small one like there is a lot of small one like maybe 10 people 15 people mm. and that's really and try to get try to understand what kind of community you're looking for like at, at first I didn't know, so I joined a lot of projects, but after a while, I'm like, okay, this project is more like focused on like maybe Japan, like Japanese, like culture. This project is more focused on like gaming, like uh, FPS gaming. This project is more focused on like investing and like different way of investing. So just try to find what you like and you're going to find people who are also like like the same stuff. So that's going to be easier to start a conversation and to give you also a point of view on some stuff, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm curious. Um, I think some, some people also wonder when can we know we are ready to try to get these collab opportunities? Um, like if we only have 1000 followers on Twitter, is that enough or do you have like a rough number?
0: How do you gauge when you're ready to reach out to, uh, projects? so you you don't need like the number is like really not important for me obviously it it opens some doors but it's not really important it's more like okay if you reach out to a project and you say and you tell them okay i've got some contact in this project this project this project i can help you to do this this is what i can help you in one week this is what i can do in one month maybe you're going to reach to that many amounts of project that many amount of people people are going to be interested even if you only have like 500 followers right but you cannot just come and say, oh, I want to be color manager for your project and not giving any details. It's the same as like a job in two, right? You need to kind of sell yourself, show what you're doing, show that you're spending a lot of time in Web3. So you know what you're doing, you know what's the new update. And really like show them why they should pick you instead of someone else. Maybe also because you're cheaper, because you're just starting as well. So yeah, you, you really have to sell yourself to like a new project. And explain why they would be it would be benefiting for them to work with you okay yeah. and the the
2: way that they i guess reward the compensate the collab manager is it usually just the nfts that they're minting or do they pay in
0: crypto or fiat so so one thing once one big advice i could give like there is a lot of scammers in three, as you guys can know so be paid maximum be paid weekly so don't don't be paid after mint or don't be paid with nft because you never know what can happen and it's not your job is to find collaboration right your job is not to make the project success on on this like globality right so you want to make sure you're paid for your work and whatever the project result is like one month later two months later so normally i am being paid like in advance weekly that's ideal, but sometimes, obviously, like some people, it's easier also because they have a large following, right? So they are, they are like, okay, it doesn't want to like destroy its reputation or something. But if you have a smaller following, maybe they won't be okay to pay you in advance, but at least make sure you're going to be paid weekly. So let's say on Monday, like 10 a.m., you want to receive your, your payment, right? So that's that's how I'm doing most of the time. Regarding the price, it's it's really like I know some people are charging a lot for no reason, but normally if you wanna be like decent, decent and like in the in the the average, I would say it's between zero point fifteen to zero point twenty-five per week. Something like this. It also depends what kind of reach you do you have. Like of course, if you can reach all the projects, all the blue chips projects. It deserves to be paid more if you have like a smaller reach, maybe a bit less, but like, yeah, it's around this average in, in general, yeah. And by reaching the other projects, um, what
2: exactly do you mean? Do you mean just having connections with the team
0: of the other projects or the community? When, when I talk about reach, it's not like, oh, I can send them a DM on Twitter, right? Because everyone can do it. It just. I know I have someone in this project which will read what I send. So let's say I send him like a like 15 15 lines like paragraph or something. I know he will read it. So that's what I call reach, right? I, I I cannot I cannot make sure they're going to want to collab with us, but I can make sure they're going to read it and if they are interested, they're going to like follow up on this. That's what okay. I call reach. So
2: that's a guarantee. Mm. So your value is that I can guarantee these Projects maybe big projects. The team will actually um, read we'll about yeah. proposal, and then it's up and to make them. Their own opinion. Yeah, their own opinion. If they can follow up, if they want to, but you'll get an answer. Mm-hmm. And it's the connection to that team, basically. Interesting. Yes, yes. But it, and it also that have
0: to be the, it doesn't have to be the core team. Sometimes it's just like a mod, which we which know about something. Like sometimes, sometimes it's just another column manager. Doesn't have to be the founder or something, obviously, but just someone who can give you an answer and who can like push your project in front of the the right eyes. That's the most important basically.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good detail. Like this reach, if you look at cats or some any any sort of project, you've got the founders, you've got the core team, then you have got kind of the larger team. I guess any yeah. anyone, any connection that you have within that, if it's a community moderator or advisor or or something that's a, a connection into that space that you can share a message and like you said earlier you don't want to just kind of reach out and be like hey can we do this you kind of really need to articulate the value um you know if we do this collaboration um you know this is the value that i could provide your project and that's how you kind of maybe get that that ends but a good tip on the um it doesn't just have to be the founder it can be anyone within that that team yeah, who, was, who was willing to listen to what you have to say.
0: Hmm. Definitely. And also sometimes like a big holder, like I, I know in Gojira before, I didn't know any of the team, like when I was just, when I just joined, but I know one of the biggest holder. So I know if I show him something, he can have like direct contact with the team. So that's also something you can think about, like, or someone maybe you do, you did like an OTC trade before with. So you have like good contacts you can say oh can you just sh- say a word about this to the team or can you say a word about this to the column manager or can you just introduce me i mean there is di- a lot of different ways to like getting introduced to someone who can take a decision right
1: mm. so even a, even a holder um someone that's yeah, a, kind of like well-known in, in their community yeah.
0: yeah because they have access to access to the to the holder chats they have access to the maybe like the genesis chat or something so that could be also like a point to to enter like into contact with someone who can take the decision actually interesting
1: interesting interesting, oh, interesting. on the collab manager just kind of coming back to some tangible things you you started to mention some some tools some software could you maybe just yeah. list out a couple of tools um programs or or software that maybe you use or that you could suggest other people use if they're looking to get involved in this sort of stuff?
0: Sure, so the the, the most like famous one, the most used one at the moment is Alphabot. So that one one is like basically gathering all the information. So you have your own calendar showing when are the mints, which projects you already got the pre-sale for, when, what time is the mint, and also you can run some giveaway on it with all the requirements you want. So this is the biggest one, there is also pre-mint, Premint is the kind of OG one. So that, that was the first one and now it's still used actually. Uh, we also have Suber SUBBR uh, sorry. We have this one. We have three atlas. So yeah, there is a there's plenty of different, but like yeah, the, the biggest one are like premint, uh pre-mint and and alpha sorry.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um On your Twitter, kind of moving on to maybe a slightly different subject, but on your Twitter it says onboarding brands into Web3 through education. This is quite an interesting topic for me because obviously I believe in Web3, I believe in the values, um, and so like I'm interested in kind of moving as many people into the space as possible as well. But what, what are some, like if you had to try and, if you could only communicate to these people, using a couple of dot points what would those main kind of dot points be like what are the most compelling arguments or reasons for brands to kind of move into web3 from like from your point of view like what's what's the value in them kind of moving crossing the border into web3
0: just just for the for the little story so i like some of my friends saw me spending a lot of time on in web3 nft so they kind of be started to be curious about what I'm doing and they, their company actually like also been curious about web3 about nft crypto so they started to ask me oh can you maybe provide some like training session for them so that's how actually I started and I did like some training session for like some very famous brand as well so if i have to reply your question on which like points is most important for brand it's first of all awareness awareness of what is happening because they're seeing like their competitors. I did I did a lot for like luxury brands and they're seeing their competitors like launching projects, launching like some metaverse like project, launch, launching like some like physical, like physical and digital like projects as well, NFT. And they, they want to know okay, what's what what it is all about and what's the benefits of it, what's the like backslash of it, like yeah, how can we do something in it? So you have to know what it is you have to know why people are doing this. So either it's like to do like just a marketing campaign, either it's like just to show that they are like kind of ticky brand, it's like trying to make a new image of their like brand culture or brand like uh brand like yeah brand like uh, image let's say either it's maybe they just want to raise money if they're gonna launch like a project like to raise money Maybe like uh, Nike did with Artifact, they bought Artifact, like a sneakers, digital sneakers company, and they launched their own NFT collection with Artifact. So that was a way to raise money, to get like a bigger community, to onboard more users, which are like more uh, digital friendly, let's say, because maybe the brand at first is not like very digital. It's more like a physical store all, all the way. And yeah, so that's that's the first thing, being aware of what is happening, being aware of what you can do and being aware of what it can bring you. So that's the first thing. And then once you really want to start doing something, you have to make to do it the right way. So you have my advice for the brand is really to be accompanied by people who know what they are doing. Because we are seeing so many projects, like even brand projects, even like very like big brands launching something and then like two months later, there is nothing left. Like they just, they just didn't know why they do this. They just, oh, we have to launch something, so we launch something random, and then we see what happened. You cannot do like this. You have to know what you want to do, what's your goal, and then you launch something. It's not the other way around. So that's my second advice for brand: is to really be accompanied by people who know what they are doing. And the, the the last one will be like to not to rush. Of course, you don't want to miss the train, but you don't have to rush as well. It's like Web three is here to stay. We're just at the beginning, you don't have even if you don't launch like this year, that would gonna be okay. So you're not missing the trend as of now now, but you, you don't want to rush things. You just want to be ready just to know enough for when it's like the, the web street space is ready for brands to really like start and to develop like products, like metaverse or whatever, just to be ready at that time. But you don't have to launch now because your competitor you're also launching now, right?
1: Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, the, the one around awareness is kind of a big one. Like w- when I think yeah. about that question, there's so many detailed things that I think about for why, like a branch would come into web three, but like, if you're in, if you're not too familiar with Web three, you probably just want to know what it is like, like what is web three? What, what does it mean? What's blockchain? So that's kind of like the, just being aware of what this is. And then once you're aware about it and you're potentially interested the next thing you're talking about is what is my first step if i'm going to enter crypto if i'm going to enter blockchain what is my my first step look like and to understand what that first first step looks like you really need to be surrounded by people that actually know web3 so that they can walk your hand through through this and advise you on what that what's what that step looks like and also the timing yes. around it like you don't have to you know web3 isn't going anywhere you don't need a FOMO into it. Like maybe you can just be aware of it, start planning, uh, and you don't have to pull the trigger now. Maybe it's maybe it's a bit later, but just kind of getting an understanding and, and being ready and then kind of entering when the time is right. Um, yeah, good, good, yeah. Good, good tips. Yeah.
0: I, I, have a, I have a funny story. So I did like a training session for like a, a luxury brand. And like a few days later, like the, the digital manager of that brand, just reach out to me because she wanted to buy the domain name that is of the brand so she was like oh do you think this is gonna like increase in value in the future i'm like yeah i think so but like that's already very expensive actually like <laughs> so yeah like it, it I, I think it's also making like like because i i do this kind of training to people who have like high position in the company so it's also making them curious to also buy themselves Uh, maybe like, yeah, researching more, not only what I'm teaching them, but also like researching more by themselves and like kind of onboarding also more people. Right. But if your manager is very like willing to, to do also like web three opportunities, web three ventures, obviously the team is going to be interested in it. It's going to research about it. So that's also a way to onboard people. That's why I'm saying onboarding like brand and people into web three, because just like maybe sometimes talking to 10 people will. Will make it like oh maybe one hundred people after one year, one thousand people after two years. You don't know what what people are gonna share from it, right?
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Can you share with us uh, some of the brands that you did the trainings for?
0: Yeah, I, I can share a few. So there was like Cartier, like the Tiberi brand. There was Etoro. And there was like a few LVMH brand as well. I, I cannot just give the name, but yeah, there was a few LVMH brands as well.
2: And were you doing it just by yourself, or do you have a team?
0: How did it work? So I am the, the the core like of the training, but I have like I have a, also a team of two people who are helping me on some part. Like who are more like one is more focused on the metaverse. So he he created some land, he created some Metaverse project as well. So it's more focused on the Metaverse part with like Roblox, with like Sandbox, this kind of stuff. And one is more like focused on the the marketing part because obviously I'm like, yeah, my knowledge is more about Web3, but I'm not like a marketing pro, let's say. So yeah, one is more focused on marketing and I'm more like the Web3 knowledge. And like another one is more like the Metaverse and like the land, like how to really like uh, create your own land, what, what you can do for a brand, if you buy like some metaverse land, if you want to do some exhibition, this kind of stuff. Right?
2: Okay, cool. Okay, so I'm gonna hop back a bit actually back to your journey as a collab manager or as, as a NFT collector yourself. Can you share with us uh, your biggest win and biggest loss as a collab manager or nft collector in the past couple of years mm,
0: i would say the, the biggest win is first of all the people i met cuz like that opens like a lot of doors like for like job opportunities for like nice like encounter like let's say oh, we met together in new york city without the web3 we we couldn't have met at all like also like some yeah some meetups in Hong Kong in Hong Kong like the community I'm from I'm, I mean I'm based in Hong Kong so the community is very large in Hong Kong so that makes you meet up a lot of people even even not related to web three you will like have some opportunities for web two jobs some opportunities to discover new new places so I would say that's my biggest win obviously there is some like financial wins as well but like that's the biggest one is like the people I met on the way and the uh, opportunities i can have through those people and the biggest loss is like mm, that that's that not really like a big loss i mean of course i lost some i lost money on some projects but like that's part of the game also like the the easiest to win the money the more the easiest you also waste it on some projects right so if you I don't know you make like five is on one one means you are like oh i'm gonna spend four is to buy these projects and like one week later, this project is done to zero. So you're like, okay, that's that's kind of the yeah drawback of the thing, right? So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say there is a big loss. It's more like it's kind of sad sometimes to see like people like falling for scams, people like falling for like uh, like rug projects which are only like good marketing. When there is like very good projects like building like products like working like for one year two years which didn't have much attention so it's yeah this part is kind of the um, the part I regret a bit but like hopefully we can like make it change and hopefully people get more educated on where to put their money on and where what kind of team they want to support as well cool
1: yeah, yeah the, the education on the rugs is a, a big one I think any everyone that's been in this space yeah even just a short period of time has probably experienced uh, a rug or two. It's an unfortunate reality, yeah. but I guess a, a side effect of being decentralized is, I guess, anyone can, can kind of contribute and participate, whether for good or for bad. Sure. Um, we, on the NFTs, uh, what, what are some of your favorites? And, and like maybe give a, a quick reason to why, why you like, like it what's well, some of the reasons yeah. yeah
0: so so according to what i just said like i'm, I'm more focusing now because there is less liquidity so there is like less like flip or whatever so i'm more focusing now on the teams which are really building like some products which are really like here for long which are really like organized let's say organized as a startup like as a company it's not only oh we raise like five millions and then we're going to spend five million in one year and then we're going to see what's happening right so my favorite one is like project gojira because they they really have like a, a proper team like a proper organization they have like 15 people who got paid like monthly with a salary and they still have like a very huge like vault where they have like enough like business to run the the company for like 2 or 3 years so they they they're focusing on like diff, different stream of income not only like it's not only like the nft hype like oh we have a good community community is everything, we have the IP, at the end of the day, it doesn't bring you any money, right? If the price of the NFT is going down, communities is nothing at the end of the day, right? It's just something because the price is high, so we are kind of, oh, we we have the Rolex, we have like a ferry, so it's very expensive, so we are like a kind of a club. But if your Rolex tomorrow is worth like 10 USD, nobody is going to be like, oh, we have like a Rolex together, right? So. So yeah community is kind of a big word, but there is not really a meaning i mean there is a meaning behind it but it's not enough for a project to like be sustainable so i'm really looking at projects which are like wanting to build like proper products which are getting used by many people projects which are building like different way of income let's say like some investment let's say like some participation in the in the project equity let's say some share for like, um, for some launch pad, this kind of stuff. That's why Gojira is really like my first pick because they really know what, where they want to go. And they really try to like set up everything to give like the holders different stream of incomes, different opportunities of like earning money through holding the project and not only by or buying the project low and selling it high. So that's, that's why I'm really like, yeah into this project gojira and i also bought with frank like one together so yeah that's that's the first one the second one is the guts because this one is like so obviously the community is very strong but as i say it's not the most important but this guy is really wanting to innovate all the time like it is not only following oh this project a launched something which was really good so we're going to launch the same thing So the first, the first mover already like got all the benefits. So the second one won't have the same, right? So I'm really interested in teams, which are willing to innovate, which are willing to like do something new, even though they don't know what will be the result, they're just trying, trying, trying until something works. And that's what I like as well. And I feel like Gods is really doing like this, like they always like doing something new, always trying new stuff. If people don't like, maybe they're going to change it after, but like at least they're trying new stuff and that's what make like people excited and people wanting to invest in this kind of company you can feel you can think of it like a tesla or spacex like they don't know if it's going to work so they know they want to try at least and at the end of the day maybe some stuff works some stuff doesn't work but people are willing to invest in it because they want to they want to know oh what will be the next thing they're going to try and how it's going to work
1: hmm. so the innovation is, is kind so that's of key my is, two, yeah that's
0: my two biggest community huh? yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah the innovation one is important because it's, I mean, it's not easy to to copy and paste someone else's steps that they've taken, but, um, you you, you still have to put in the work, but yeah, that the innovating is is a completely different challenge. You know, you're, you're kind of inventing what this thing could look like as opposed to just, um, following a a blueprint from a different project. Um, for the listeners, uh, kind of interested um, in what you're doing and wanting to connect online, how can they connect with you online?
0: So you can reach out to me on Twitter. So it's, uh, I think you're going to put the information on the in the link. It's like Neska, N-A-S-K-A-A-E-T-H. And you can reach out to me on Twitter, or on Discord as well, like Neska, N-A-S-K-A. And yeah, I'm going to be happy to have a talk with you or like, Whenever replying your questions, like if you're asking for some advice, I'm always trying to reply all the all the message because no matter how big you are, like you you might have something like interesting, you might have something like good to say. So yeah, I'm trying to reply everyone, and sometimes it takes longer than than other time, but like yeah, I'm trying to reply everyone, even if you have like two followers, I don't care. Like like everyone has something interesting to say, and every point of view is good to know. Like.
1: Cool. So we'll add all those links um, down below. <laughs> um, for for the, the final question, um, it's kind of just a fun one, just to end the podcast on, but obviously we're, we're here because we all believe in Web3. It's exciting for, for whatever reason. But for you, when you look at the future of Web3, five, 10 years into the future, what excites you about that world? Like, What are you looking forward to uh, in the space of Web3?
0: um first of all i'm very curious how the the projects can evolve and can really like onboard like a bigger community because for now at max it will be like i don't know forty thousand people fifty thousand people but you cannot make it like a, a proper brand if you don't onboard like more people so we saw with pudgy penguins for example they are doing like some stuffed animal sold in like the toy shop this kind of stuff so that's already a, a good way to have like more people knowing about the project and maybe in the future i don't know in a few years you will have like one million people like being part of one project so of course it's it won't be the same like process as now it won't be like 10 000 usd nft It won't be like oh you need like a ethereum wallet to mint or whatever it will be like way smoother it will be also the brands like doing it but i want to see how how this phase of onboarding the mass the like the most people is going to work and how people are going to innovate to make it like appealing for the most of us and that's that's what really makes me excited and I, i'm I hopefully i'm going to take part of this and hopefully i'm going to also help like some project to also expand their horizon let's say.